Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today we are going to talk to Mito. So we're just going to give them a few minutes to log into the live and join. I just want to say thank you so much for everyone who has tuned in. It has been a pleasure talking to other tricksters and getting to know them and I hope you also enjoy watching the lives as well. So, hello. We're just gonna give a few minutes, but we have Mido here today. Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone's having a wonderful evening or afternoon. I know Mido is in California. It's evening in Florida. I know it's like afternoon there, so. Thank you. That makes me happy to hear. Mito is here, and I hope I see that request. Yay! Thank you. Are you ready to get started? Sure, yeah. Perfect. So can you tell us a little bit about your trick when it first started? Yes. So also, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, I started having trips so many in my life around maybe like 10, 11 years old. Um, did you want to know like what the actual like initial? Yeah. Sorry, I'm like so, so excited. Like I can't even talk. <laughs> oh, happy <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So um, basically, like, I remember I was in the back of my dad's car and he was driving. And for some reason, I just remember, like, somehow doing something where my forehead was, like, in the rearview mirror. And I was able to see, like, wow, I, like, I have skin there and I have um, these little, like, patches of hair eyebrows there. And for some reason, I was so fixated on it. And I was like, I've never noticed these before. And I think that's because um, during that time, people in my class would, like, grow out their bangs because it was like childish to have bangs and so I finally did that because I was like I want to try and fit in with people that unfortunately were bullying me at the same time so um but when I did that I was like wow I actually have like a whole different area of my face I never even noticed and I remember when I went back home that day um I went to the bathroom and like really checked out you know what I had and uh I think I was like touching my eyebrows or something like that and I realized oh I can actually pick up individual hairs and some of them feel differently some of them look different you know the dark like one looks darker than the rest or whatever whatever it was and I actually pulled it out because I'm like perfectionistic like this doesn't belong here it doesn't look like the rest of them and then it like felt painful but also kind of good and then kind of like from there on I, I kind of just started with my eyebrows OG spot and then it kind of went to other areas how did it progress what other areas did you pull from right Okay, so uh, my dad realized, because I lived with my dad, so he realized that I was pulling out my eyebrows, and he would ask me, and then, of course, I was that shy, like, 
crying child like no i'm not doing anything uh so obvious um but he told me don't do that he thought it was like a childish habit i would grow out of i guess no um and then i was like well if i can't pull from here i want i'm gonna keep pulling somewhere so i picked the hair um line up here and then of mm -hmm. course since i had no bangs it was so obvious that my forehead was even growing bigger right and um even a bigger target to be bullied for and so then of course people were like what's what's happening on your face and then i was like okay i can't pull my eyebrows i can't pull up there i wasn't doing eyelashes because my eyes were super sensitive back then um so i actually started doing my my sideburns and it's funny that i think about that now because um as a child i wasn't out as transgender and so i had what i would consider for myself more feminine like long hair and so the only way someone was able to tell that I was actually pulling from my sideburn area was if it was like windy or my hair got wet um, because I had the long hair that covered this area, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it basically from there and then when I got older, I started to try and like make a new um, or try and like transfer the eyebrow pull pulling to like a different area like my arms or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, who was the first person you told? about your trichotillomania and then we could have like if it is a family member then the, the first non-family member as well okay so i mean i think my dad found out first but besides family i would say in sixth grade because i went to a different school from private to then public and i realized like not all children are mean um i actually made a nice friend and I told her straight up, I'm like, I have, I pull my eyebrows. I don't know what the, it's called or anything, but I pull my eyebrows. And she's like, okay, whatever. And then it was great. And then I was like, okay, it's really no big deal to some people. And those are going to be my people in my life. How did it feel when they didn't have, you know, maybe that negative reaction you might've thought, you know, right. how did it feel for you to, to, to share it? And they were like, oh, cool. It was pretty surprising. So I was expecting, you know, the previous, like, what, you know, why um, kind of like response and just shock or whatever. But they were really nice. And I felt happy, happy because it felt like they were actually my friend for once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I find, you know, when you do share for the first time with someone, you're, you are anticipating, oh, wow, what do you mean? That's crazy. But then when you don't get it, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, it is just a part of me. It's not the right. end of the world you know it's like a, a reality check almost you're building it up um as something it's like wait it's just me when did you first find out there was a name for trichotillomania um that's a good question i think i was in high school probably along tumblr or something back then <laughs> oh yeah yeah um there's also mtv with the strange addiction show or something like my strange addictions or something like that and i think um Maybe a friend of mine watched. I wasn't into the show personally, but I think one of my mm -hmm. friends was into it. And they're like, oh, I saw that on TV. And I was like, are you sure? So I actually checked it out myself. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, it has a, a long name I can't pronounce. Um, you mm -hmm. know, I think that's one. Did you feel, I know some people feel a, a sense of relief finding out that there is a name for it. How did you feel knowing that, hey, there's actually a name for what I'm doing? Right. I think it helped me like find out more information because I'm a bit of a nerd, right? Um, so I remember looking up a lot. Of, <laughs> I'm glad that you smiled about that. Um, I looked up a lot of stuff regarding trichotillomania on the internet and I'm like, oh, like, you know, are, are there certain thoughts that I have that are actually more normalized in this way? 
And then I mm -hmm. found out other people have it and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So. Mm -hmm. Have there ever been times in your life where you haven't pulled? And if yeah. so, do you know any, any reasons maybe why that could have been the case? Right, so um, back in 2016, I had graduated um, from a certain school, a community college. And then I was between like schools, um, waiting to transfer to a four year, to CSU Stanislaus actually in California. And so um, I realized that I need to like try and like become a better person or something. And at that time I was trying to um, feel better about myself and be more kind to myself. And uh, I managed to overcome some certain things regarding with my dad and I, our, our relationship. He never considered trichotillomania in my life to be a serious thing. And for whatever reason, I um, attached my self-worth a lot of it and my, um, what do you call it? Like aesthetics, um, like beauty, myself, beauty, wh whatever it is, right? Like yeah. I'm not beautiful without eyebrows. That's basically what I thought, if that makes more sense. Um, and I, atta I attached that to trichotillomania in my life and my, well, I don't, I guess I don't want to talk about my family, but basically my dad, he had said certain, certain comments that like made it worse for me. And then we were able to actually talk about it, talk out openly about it. And um, I now understood that he just didn't know it was like a real, like serious thing. He just thought it was something I could easily come over, overcome, right? And just stop, which is not true. And so because of that understanding that happened, that kind of like watershed moment, um, I made a pact to myself that I'm gonna try and like regrow them out. And if it doesn't happen, then it's fine, but I'm just gonna see what happens. And so I did, um, I tried to count days first, but I'm like, that's, for me, that's not going to work. Um, I'm going to be too anal about it. So I was just trying to like apply different serums and whatever. And um, 2016, that was around April. By the time it was, I want to say July, even really fast, I had full sets of eyebrows. And at the time, I didn't pluck eyelashes yet. So I just was like on cloud 10 mm -hmm. or something. And then I was like, I'm going to cut my hair short because I'm queer and I want to come out more. And then I went to my new school as a, like a, a new person uh, externally. And it felt really cool. But then I ended up having some like um, trauma happen, I guess, in 2017 late. And then I just started pulling again and then I just shaved them off because I'm like, it's okay. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So I know that you shave them off mm -hmm. when they grow. Talk a little bit more about why you choose to shave them. Right. So um, basically when I had that kind of traumatic thing happen, I started to pull on the sides, right? I went kind of like inward. And then I got to the point in 2018 early on where um, I had what one of my friends nicknamed as the pit bull eyebrows. So I only had like a little bit there. And what I was doing actually was comparing the little small hair area that I had to bare skin. And then that was just mentally not okay with me. And I'm like, this is, and I, 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 re I did so many times during the day. I'm like, this is so unhealthy for my mental health. So I'm just gonna start over and just have it all bare and just not care as much. So, and now I really don't care like at all. Really. That's so. wonderful. I noticed for myself as well with eyelashes, especially if there's a, you know, a long chunk and then nothing, I've, I've like even trim them or I'm mm -hmm. just like, you know what? They gotta go because it, right. for me, it's almost better. I don't want the comparison. It does like you said, it cut, you're like, ugh, it bothers me. I'd rather have, you know, nothing there. And then, okay, we'll start from yeah. yeah. What inspired you or who inspired you to be more open about trichotillomania? 
that's a really good question. When you sent me the questions beforehand, I was trying to answer them out. And that question, I was like, we're going to skip that until like, the okay. time of... no, but no, we, I can totally do it now. But back then I was like, um, I don't know. But right now I'm going to say, um, probably some of my friends, because some of my friends, when I told them like, oh, I, I, I don't have eyebrows because I pull out my, my eyebrows. And that's why, um, some of them were genuinely like, oh, I never even noticed. Um, that's, okay, or like, you know, so what? Like, I still love you no matter what, you know, like, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And in that way, I was like, wow, like, if you know, that if it doesn't matter, then why am I trying to hide it so much kind of thing. And I think mm -hmm. that's when I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just, you know, be more open about it. And then when I actually did, I made a post about this. Um, I think when I was trying to regrow them out in 2016, I made a post about it on Instagram. And then when I did that, a couple of my friends since I've known since high school, and like, just a longer time ago, they actually commented or they messaged me DMs on the side saying, I did the same thing. I didn't know that you did too. Um, that's so cool that you're able to talk about it openly. And like, now I feel like I'm less alone. And when that happened, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna continue talking about it. Because I, you know, I wanna be strong for other people that may not feel as strong yet about their own journeys with trip something. Mm -hmm. Have you ever met, I know you went to school with people, but have you met, ever met anyone with trichotillomania while you were saying you had trichotillomania as well? Yeah, I have. It's really interesting, like to be able to share that kind of space in person prior to COVID, right? Um, more so where you can like hug someone without having to you know, worry so much. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really interesting to be able to share space with someone that also has trichotillomania too, because it's almost like a an insider or something that you both relate to so much and you don't even have to really talk about it too much to really understand each other in that way. Although mm -hmm. everyone's experiences are different, right? It's still kind of like a shared bond. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Have you noticed your trichotillomania getting worse or getting better during this quarantine period? Right. Um, that's an interesting question because for the first time ever last year, around May 2020, I decided to buzz my whole head. And I've been wanting to do that forever. But I was always like, no, I have to go out in public like all the time. I can't do that. But during the quarantine specifically, I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave my house. So and I, I have beanies now. I wear beanies so since I have less hair now as well. And so I'm like, if anything bad happens or if I don't like it as much as I thought I could, I'll just put a beanie on, you know. Um, but basically, I, I buzzed my head and it felt exhilarating. I definitely recommend to anyone that's able to have that experience because it feels really good, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I was able to do that. And um, when I did that, a good friend of mine actually told me I looked like Sid from Toy Story. So I bought the shirt to like kind of cosplay. It was kind of funny. I never really wore the shirt yet, still in my dresser. But um, I felt very insecure at first because I, that, at that point, I had no bangs at all, even if I was home. Like there's just gonna be nothing there. And my eyebrows were still not really grown in. And I now I don't have eyelashes technically. There's some growing in now, but it looked pretty much like this, but like with no hair on top. Um, and so I was just like, wow, I feel so naked. Um, but I don't think I really pulled more than in the past regarding mm -hmm. quarantine specifically, um, you know? I think yeah, the whole buzzing the head thing, like becoming more naked or whatever, it really helps me um, be more comfortable with who I am. And even if I don't have 
a lot of hair on my face anyway, like it's it's okay. I kind of became more desensitized to it. And now I actually, I actually don't even know if I like myself the way I look right now without eyebrows and eyelashes, or if I like myself the way I look more. That doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. Um, if I like myself the way I look with eyebrows and eyelashes or without them, I don't even know if I like which aesthetic better. Um, this one for me is a lot more low maintenance for sure. So I think in that way, I actually like it better. That's an amazing statement because I, I know, you know, personally, hmm. changing up how I look physically messes with my head. Um, and so I, I know, you know, if I take my fake eyelashes off and my eyeliner and I'm like, Ooh, you know, I, I still also struggle with, with that, but I'm so happy for you that you're like, I don't know which one I like better. I like both. So cool. Yeah. Interesting. Now, how long have you had short hair? I know you said you buzzed it in May. Um, and do you notice any, like, how? Just having the short hair, has it improved your pulling of the hair or like, how do you feel just with short? Right, that's really interesting. I think overall I feel better with short hair, just more so for gender purposes, but for trichotillomania specifically, I haven't really thought about it to be honest. Um, but I mean, I don't really pull, I technically still do a little bit pull from my hairline to be honest but I don't really pull anywhere else on my head. So having short hair, something I love to do for myself is to rub my, you know, get that like sensation going, but I actually don't pull from that area. So for me, it's okay. Or I feel okay doing that. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. I, I, I love myself with short hair overall anyway. So I would, I think because of that, trichotillomania for me is not as, like occurring as often because I'm happier for that anyway if that makes sense definitely no it definitely does definitely. okay <laughs> I'm good I'm glad just to backtrack a little when you were younger and, and you had the bangs and you grew the bangs out did you have any other um kind of ways of maybe hiding or masking if you were missing any areas at the time I know I I got bangs because I was missing here you know when I was younger Okay, yeah. Uh, so, yes, I ended up getting bangs again after that, right before middle school, actually, before I met really, like, other people that were really awesome. But what was really awkward is that because I pulled my top of the head so much, basically, when I had bangs, I would have to get them cut, like, way back here. So when I got them cut, they looked so awkward and so long, and then whenever they were down, they were, like, you know, empty, there would be like empty spots. And it was just like, not what, it wasn't fluffy like this. There was like blank spots in between and then showing almost like rips in paper or something. You were seeing the underneath <laughs> layer of it. Yeah. And seeing like nothing. So um, I definitely got rid of a lot of those pictures actually for that specific purpose. Now it, it would be also for gender, but for specifically it was the hair. But yeah, I definitely had bangs after that, and then pretty much forever until probably 2020, actually, to use as curtains and mm -hmm. stuff. But I mean, I'm half Asian, and so my Asian family, it's for some reason more common to have bangs, like, all the time anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, this year, I had bangs a few years ago when I was blonde. I, I was going through something, I right. really short 
blonde hair and bangs. I was just like, they look very different. But it's, it's funny to me now to look at myself because I have bangs for, for, you know, it's my own choice, but I looked just like this when it wasn't my choice. I just, my natural dark hair and these bangs. And so it's like full circle almost. Nice. Getting all those experiences, you know? Yes. Yes. When did you start sharing about your trichotillomania on social media? Probably when I was trying to grow out my eyebrows. Yeah. So 2016. And like what started that? What started it? Yeah. Like what, what made you want to do that first post about growing them out? I think a sense of like personal accomplishments and trying not to show off but I maybe like a little bit to be honest but just to be like wow like I'm proud of myself and I want to be authentic more more transparent because those authenticity and transparency for me they're very like high key values in my life mm -hmm. um, so maybe that was like a, a catalyst or turning point or something that's great yeah. what is something that you do that lessens your urges um I do some art, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you remember what I don't know if you remember, but I are an amazing artist. So oh, like you <laughs> do some art. I'm like, um, let's please talk about this. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Um, so one way I do some drawings is I actually make these marks and it took me a while to realize it, but I'm making marks in the way I pluck hair. So the marks I make ended up looking like plucked hairs. Um, I ended up making some artworks regarding specifically trichotillomania back in 2019 for my first solo exhibition and they were titled like trichotillomania. It was included in the discussion and everything which I wanted to do to spread awareness, you know, but um, that so I, I do some art, right? Um, <laughs> and then um, I like to read things, um, although I do notice sometimes when I read specifically holding, I was going to say a physical book. If I'm holding a physical book with one hand, I will probably go like this with the other hand. But so I have to hold it like, like, you know, like a freaking like, a, like I'm driving somewhere or something, you know, like something serious. Um, yeah, I saw some hearts. I hope someone relates. Um, and then I like to meditate. Sometimes I try to do some yoga, but I'm just not very active in general, to be honest. physically active, although I need mm -hmm. to be more so. Um, I guess, and like sleep, because sleep's good. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Can we talk more about your first solo exhibition and kind of that process of getting your pieces ready? Sure. People were there. How did that feel? Can you go into that for me? Yes. Um, so it's funny that you asked because I had two pieces relating to Trinitalmania specifically, and each piece was six feet by four and a half feet long or like they're just big and they were canvas. Yeah, they were like big, bigger than my face anyway, at least. Um, but they were like canvas, duck canvas or something like that drawings. And I drew on top of them with the permanent black marker. I think the brand was True Red or something like that from Staples anyway. But um, yeah, and so if you're not familiar with these pieces I'm talking about right now, please look at my um, account. You'll definitely see them somewhere on there. Um, but I made these like really small, like minute, right? Marks uh, six by four and a half feet, just big anyway. So it took a long time is my point. 
And I think the first piece I had done was, it took me like a week. So more than 72 hours for sure. Um, and then the second piece, the reason why I think it's so funny that you've asked this is because um, I was having some personal like circumstances happen at the last minute where that was when I was supposed to have the pieces done already. And so I remember two friends of mine, they helped me hang up the second drawing piece and it wasn't done yet. So I was literally standing on the ladder trying to draw in the hairs to finish the piece, even though it was hung to be shown to the public the next day. Um, so I was literally like, oh my gosh, you know, I need to, you know, draw these hairs out real fast, you know. Um, and then some of the hairs were bigger because one of my mentors told me it'd be more compelling maybe from a distance to see bigger hairs, you know, and then small hairs up close. Um, yeah, it was definitely an adventure. I had to take a lot of breaks because, you know, pulling hair or drawing them has a similar, to me, a similar um, fatigue or cramping, I guess you could say. And so I had to like put down the thing like this a lot, um, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I really wanted to do those drawings for awareness and also because uh, to me, if I draw like that, it kind of feels like activating maybe not the same exact neural pathway, of course, but a very similar neural pathway in which I'm just kind of getting out my trick urges or whatever it is, but through drawing. And mm -hmm. it was actually very um, relieving. Yeah. So I recommend, yeah. you know, please try it. Let me know if you post something like tag me or something. I'd love to see it for sure. I tried to draw eyelashes one time. I was like drawing and I was like, let me try. I'm I'm very bad, very bad indeed. You never know. I, Could just be different types of eyelashes. I'll, well, these didn't look like eyelashes when I was done, and I was like, "What is what?" I'll have to show you. I'll have to send you a picture. But um, how did it feel having those big pieces of art there for everybody to see and can and see them? Uh, that's a good question. I didn't really look. I kind of like walked. It. No, um, it was it was a good feeling. It was, yeah. And it was interesting because a lot of people would just go up there and like stare at it. Like, what am I looking at? Um, mm -hmm. So it was kind of funny to see that and be like, I wonder what, if they're going to look at the title or not, if they're going to Google the title or not, if they're not aware or familiar with the word trichotillomania to begin with. Um, mm -hmm. And I had some people ask me about it. And then I would tell them like, yeah, I, trichotillomania, I pulled my hair out. Here we go. Um, mm -hmm. And some people were like, oh, I have a friend that does that. Oh, I never had, you know, I never knew it had a name. Oh my gosh, my sister's sister's cousin's, you know, whatever. Um, that, you know, or they, they have dermatillomania. They pick their skin, you know, or they um, chew off their nails or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, BFRBs, like, the, yes, perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, that's so nice. That's great. Well, it's amazing. Thank you for doing that because right there you had people Googling it, talking to you about it. And so that's just like a humongous way um, of spreading awareness. So thank you. That was really wonderful. Awesome. There are some questions from the chat. Can I ask you those? Sure. Yes, please. Someone earlier asked um, if trigotillomania has that pleasurable aspect for you. Sometimes. Um, sometimes, yes, I will say. Sometimes I actually want to pull my hair out. And right now I'm actually, for my eyebrows and eyelashes specifically, I'm trying to just give 
those specific areas, uh, the freedom to be whatever, however they want to be, because that's the freedom I try to give myself as a person. So I'm trying to really just practice the whole self-compassion thing, but we'll mm -hmm. see how what happens, you know? Um, but with other areas of my body, with hair, like my arms, for example, um, I mean, I, I call it like designing the area. It's like, I'm an artist or whatever, <laughs> trying to have a better or more positive way to describe it. Um, but yeah, sometimes I do want to pull the hair to kind of like design the area and not have specific hairs here and there, just because I personally, I'm not a fan of it for myself. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, and sometimes like, um, trick for me, it's, I just, I think I just made a post that mentioned, yeah, I remember that you commented on it about trick being my friend or something like, yeah. I said in one of my recent posts, maybe two, three weeks ago, that right now I perceive Trick to be more of my friend than an enemy or a manipulator in my life, because I thought about that like a lot. I always thought like, oh my gosh, I'm being manipulated by Trick Slovenia. We're not friends, like get out of my life, you know, kind of like self-talk, like negative cognitive distortions of like, I can't live without having to pull my hair, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but right now I actually perceive Trick to be more of my friend. And I say this because I realize that um, for me, if I'm pulling my hair out, it means something's bothering me. Either maybe I'm bored or I need to eat something or I need to take a shower or I'm really stressed out about this event that's gonna come up soon or my dad or somebody I know or just someone on someone on the street maybe they said something and it hurt my feelings and I didn't deal about it yet and now it's stressing me out so I have to kind of like find how, how to cope with that and then I pull my hair out and that you know those kind of like thought patterns and so for me trick is my friend because it's helping me understand how I react to stimuli in my life how I navigate the world it helps me you know figure out what's bothering me I guess as a nutshell that's really powerful. Like I, 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 yeah, that was just like, ding, like something just clicked. Oh, I have like, <laughs> like, wow, because it, it, it's viewing it as a, like a warning sign or like, well, literally it's triggered. Right. But right. to think, oh, it's my body's telling me something that I never thought about. Oh, okay. Thank you. That's amazing. That was really <laughs> great. That was really cool. Thank you. That, thank you so much. I have another question from the chat. It says, what is your relationship with trick and gender? I would want to know more about that question itself. Um, trick and gender. I feel like I talked about this actually in my solo show that hair, what did I say? I don't even remember what I said. It's been a bit long, um, but I guess for me, Trick and, gen trick and gender, oh my gosh. I don't know, okay. that's a good question. But I think we can come back or not even, you know. Okay. It's up to Either you. way, I'm done with whatever. Okay, up, up to you, whatever you want. Maybe you come back to it so then I can ruminate. Yeah. Do you have any tips that you would give another trickster who maybe is struggling? Right, um, so two things I'm doing currently is uh, one thing since I'm trying to actually see if I can let them do whatever they want to, the eyebrows, eyelashes. Well, and also because my ophthalmologist recently told me that eyelashes, without them, it's impacting my ocular growth, or ocular health, I'm sorry, my eye health. 
um, in a negative way. So for me personally, I need to have eyelashes. It's fine, um, you know. But uh, something I've been doing recently is uh, if I catch myself wanting to pull, I'll actually challenge myself to go like this. So I can't actually go like, you know, whatever. Although technically, if I went like this, I could technically go like, like you know, like try. Yeah, you 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 understand <laughs> for sure. Yes, there we go. The lighting here is not what I was. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm glad that you understood. Um, but yeah. So currently, I've been going like this, and so then I can actually like pet myself or whatever, and then I won't actually pull them out. Um, another thing I will do is if I actually pull the hair out, I will. Um, I don't know if you saw there's a post going around, maybe a couple of you of them, where if you name your anxiety, it's externalizing the the feeling. Have you seen that post? No. It's a tangent. Okay, well, I'm bringing it up because I'm, I guess, in a way, externalizing trichotillomania for me by talking to it, not trying to be less sane or anything. But basically, if I pull a hair out, I will literally look at it and be like, you know, what are you trying to tell me? Like, kind of like who, what, when, where, well, no, like, I'm being serious, because it does help, it's like, wait, like, you know, why, why, why is this happening, you know, the light bulb? I'm blown away, <laughs> there are so That's many so funny. Wait to try after this conversation, you can name what? it too, just like anxiety, you know, because the one post I saw for anxiety specifically, they're like, you know, um, if you name the anxiety, then it's outside of you, and then you can, like, you know, create a dialogue and be like, you know, for mine, actually, I named my anxiety Helen, because right now I don't know any Helens. If you're, if someone's watching this, you're named Helen, I'm so sorry. But nothing to you, you know, it's really just, yeah, my thing or whatever. Helen, Helen's a great name too, I don't know. But last time I had anxiety attack, Helen, the name came up for me, and that's why I'm like, okay, obviously my anxiety is named Helen for that reason. But anyway, when Helen comes by and wants to hang out, you know, then I'm like, no, Helen, I can't chill right now, so I'm gonna do my own thing, and then you do your thing. And so with Trick, it's, I mean, I could name Trick for myself too, and then be like, you know, we're not gonna hang out right now, maybe later. And then, wow. you know, yeah. That's very, that's, like I said, powerful before. I'm like, wow, this is, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, I know you kind of just talked about this, but when you are in that zone, Right. that pulling and you're kind of in you know in that trance how do you get out of it okay so a couple of things i do one thing is i think the questions of like you know why is this happening kind of staring at it other times like the previous tr trick talks that i've watched on your channel so far which is like all of them um i heard a couple of responses were like, I'll get up and walk somewhere. That's something I will do as well. Just change the environment. Um, maybe I'm sitting in an area where I pull a lot anyway. So if I go somewhere else, maybe it won't follow me or something, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but something else that I do is actually, um, I will ask myself, is this, like in a very serious manner, is this something I actually want to do right now? Like, do I really genuinely want to pull the hair? If I pull this next hair, will that satisfy my urge to pull? Am I going, you know, sometimes I do limit myself to five hairs. Sometimes it's really that one specific hair, right? That's like, needs to go or what, and then after that, you're fine. You know, sometimes that happens. That happened to me one time last year. And after that, because it just hurts so much from in causing the skin to be inflamed more. After that, I'm like, I, now I'm in pain. I don't want to do it anymore. 
Um, mm -hmm. But I think more so than not, if I ask myself, do I really want to do this? If I say no, then that helps me open my mind. I was gonna say eyes, my eyes are open. Open my mind and just be like, okay, what can I do to stop? And if my answer is yes, then I just continue and that's just my day. So, mm -hmm. you know, cause sometimes I do pull my hair and then sometimes I don't. And either way, like it doesn't dictate my self-worth anyway. So, it, you know, just part of my day, it's, you know, mm -hmm. makes room for it. Do you have any locations that you know you kind of pull there more frequently? Right. So um, right now I'm not at home actually. So big shout out to my friend Eli for letting me use this quiet relaxing like environment right now my house is very chaotically loud for whatever reason um but at my house there's this lounge chair i bought and usually i will pull a lot there sometimes i pull in bed sometimes in the bathroom um not so much anywhere else i don't think i think if i was at school maybe but not so much either so mm -hmm. okay yeah. Um, what, what advice would you give someone who, who maybe just started pulling or just kind of got the, like, you know, introduced themselves to the community? Right. Um, I, I think the first thing I would say is that trichotillomania does not dictate your self-worth, that you are worthy of all things and you are important and very much loved by a lot of different people. That trichotillomania is a part of many different people's lives, even if it feels like sometimes you are the only one experiencing it. Um, and to, well, since we have the internet now, and since there's a name out there and stuff, um, maybe like if they're comfortable doing so, maybe Googling certain things. If I was talking to this person myself directly, I would say I have an Instagram. I will, if they have an Instagram or an email or contact any kind of, contact information, I would give them actually my contact information if they ever want to talk about it. Um, so if anyone watching this, if they want to like DM me or something, I'm so down for Troy or BFREs in general <laughs> or anything, honestly, um, you know, just connection. Right. Um, but yeah, I would just say that like Troy told me it does not um, determine you like at all for your abilities or anything like that. And yeah, like, there's a big community out there and we're just growing. We're going to get bigger and bigger. So, you know, it's a big party, you know, just come on in. You're totally invited. Yeah. It's the best group to be in. It's so great. You know, it's so wonderful um, to meet new people. And I met you and I'm so happy too. That's yeah. so amazing. <laughs> like, this is cool. You know, I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, California and Florida, you know, maybe we never would have crossed paths. Like here we go, zooming and, and just building a friendship. Yeah. That's deeper than trick, but just started because we have trick and we're like, Hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? And you know, now we're we're friends. We're gonna meet someday in person. It's gonna happen. I know. I'm manifesting I'm... it. It's gonna happen. And then we're gonna probably go like live and be like, We're literally right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be so great. Oh, that'd be great. I I will manifest that as well. Okay. I'm um, I want to talk to you about this project you did last year okay. for the Lives Matter movement, where you did digital portraits. Can you talk about that? It's a surprise. 
kind of. Um, <laughs> so it's just yeah. so amazing. I was just like, I, I, you know, this you did a, It's an amazing thing that you did. Well, thank you so much, Robert. Um, I'm glad that you feel that way. But I'm not. I mean, that's. I think that's when we like start talking more anyway. So that makes sense because you sent me. Okay, yeah. Um, so Black Lives Matter uh, because they do, and it's a big um, cause. I don't know what to call it. But I really, I'm, I feel very compassionate about it and passionate about it just in general because, like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I hope, I have a lot of love for BLM. And so I was, I was thinking, like, how can I try and create, like, um, maybe use art, use my art to try and um, have a way for other people to donate more to BLM or TBLM, which is what I have in my, in my, um, bio TBLM. Anyway, but yes, um, and so I was like seeing how other people were doing it. Because there's other artists on Instagram, of course there are. And some of them at the time were doing that. They were like making artworks and having people buy them or whatever it was, or commission or whatever. And then there was like donations involved. And I'm not that familiar with that kind of process. And so in that way, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I don't want any profits for myself because it just doesn't feel right to me. So then I was like, well, I guess I could like create some digital works that don't take up too much of my time and efforts um, that can be like listed for $5 minimum. And then that can turn, you know, people would give me the money and then I would donate it to specifically at that point, colorofchange.org, I think that's what they're called. Because color, color, you know, um, colored me wild kind of style, plus the color, the pun, <laughs> alliteration, whatever. Um, you know, um, but yeah, and so that's what I wanted to do. And so then I started posting these um, commissions and stuff. And then I had some friends, some really great friends that were like, yeah, I want one. So then they would send me a photo for reference. And then I would create a Color Me Wild version of that. That's what I call it, Color Me Wild. Um, and then donate the money that they would Venmo me to colorofchange.org. And then post the receipts of that while blocking out any you know, specific info, of course, um, don't exploit anyone. And then, yeah, just share it. And it was really fun, actually. And a lot of people, uh, more people than I thought would ever even, you know, submit, did. And I think there was over $200 donated or something like that. It was pretty cool. And I hope to do it again. So hopefully soon. Yeah, that's amazing. You're, you are extremely talented. And then use that talent for good you know, and just you're like, no profits at all. Like, here's the receipts, like I'm being completely um, open with everything. It was, you know, admirable. I was just like, I have to do this. You know, I saw it. And I think that it's how we became friends. I was just like, hey, I want to do this with, you know. Yeah. And I love my picture. My picture is really nice. Did you print it out? <laughs> no. Oh. I don't have a print. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like it I, that much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. And I, I have, if you want to, if you're watching, I'll post it on my story again, but I have a post about it. Thanking you, Nito. Um, and yeah, definitely check out Nito's page for sure. So as we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to say, want to end on uh, about trip anything? Yeah, I think just uh, thank you so much for having me be able to experience this opportunity with you. Uh, also, thank you for writing your book. 
the Trickster Diaries. It was a book like many I've heard where I personally could not put it down. I read it within, I read it like driving a car for like three hours straight, totally cried at the end. Um, and the whole, the question, the, the trick and gender question, I didn't, I didn't forget about it. Um, I guess, I don't even want to say it because I feel like it's genderist actually. I do have more. Um, they they wrote more. They okay. said, um, "Just I'm curious." It says, "I'm curious to know since hair is so embedded in gender expression, oh, okay. does it ever intersect with how you choose to express your gender?" That makes more sense to me. Thank you for the um, elaboration. I I'm going to say no because I can't think of what I would say. So. In my in my opinion, I guess that in that way, if I can't think of what to say, then it probably doesn't matter. So um, that's actually now I'm going to start thinking about that. So thank you to that person to open my brain about that as well. Um, but yeah, and then anything else that I want to say would be thank you to everyone that watched this session that came on here. Any of my really great friends, because without them, I would not be the person I am today sitting here as well. So um, yeah, just. Thank you to everyone. Great. Well, Mito, it's been a pleasure. I can't wait to meet you in person soon. Yes, same. Manifest. Manifest. And I hope you have a great evening. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks so much, Barbara. Bye. Bye.